I want to start with a cool John Candy quote. You said I'm going to start it. And I thought that meant like start like staying, talking first, but then I realized he just meant like hit record. Just click the button. That's yeah. I've I, kind of I relegated the that. intros to you guys because mine always are like, the, it's like I'm introing the Haunted Mansion or something. I concede that I'm not what? the best introer of movie you think, club. You the think? Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I always do some welcome. like welcome. Yeah, I always do some welcome. some stupid thing Foolish. like that. Foolish rental renters. Yeah, I feel like I did that so many times. I lost my intro privileges. So oh my god, I've okay. conceded and it's okay. Fair I, enough. I recognize my weaknesses and He's, that's fine. Uh, Self seated the throne of the intros to us. Just yeah. know that we had nothing to do with that. That was all his decision. No, we didn't give a fuck. Part of part of growing up is realizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, in case you accidentally clicked this video and don't know what you're watching, welcome to another episode of Movie Club, everybody. Yeah. Rocco, Derek, and Sean here. And today we are watching a classic. American piece of cinema. Mm -hmm. uh, we we get told about this movie all the time. People won't shut up about it. My inbox is flooded. People saying watch yeah. this movie. I mean, the highly anticipated episode <laughs> of Movie Club. Anytime is today, we, yeah. Anytime we do Comic Con or even like PAX East, it's like, oh, so I'm another summer rental cosplayer. I'm right. I love summer rental. It's like, okay, got it. Yeah, we are doing. Oh, yeah. Summer rental. Oh, yeah, sorry, I said the title before. The you review. know, that's okay. I, I actually that I don't think that threw anybody off because no one's ever heard of this. Unironically, no one's ever. They don't even know that this movie exists. <laughs> See, I I never knew this movie. I existed. didn't know it existed. I oh I have been this and the Great Outdoors mm. were two candy movies I saw young, and I've I've known about this one, but I don't hear about this one as much as yeah. Great Outdoors. Oh, okay. Well, well why did we watch this one? Well, we that, never heard of it. This is it's all my fault. This is my thinking. I consider myself a John Candy fan. Okay. And then I thought about it and thought, well, I don't know if I've seen that many John Candy movies. Yeah. Really. You I just like the guy. I guess so. I haven't seen Great Outdoors. I've never, I've never heard of that. Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Have not seen, okay. I've seen that one. Summer Rental. Yeah. And yep. then I realized, like, yo, I've saw, like, Uncle Buck and uh, Home Alone. Does that count as a John Candy fan? I don't even know. You, you know, and I don't mean to, like, again, I don't mean to trample this episode. Yeah. I probably would have watched any of those before this one, but well, I don't mean to. Let get, me tell um, you, I thought, well, let's pick one to watch. And I was went through the list and, like, I've never even heard of some rental. Yeah. Let's watch it. So yeah. that's funny. Well, I think this is good. This episode will give perspective because I was well aware of it. And you guys weren't, so we'll see. Like what? Do, yeah. You know, maybe I have some kind of bias where I love it from a, a childhood or something, and then you yeah. guys went in fresh. I uh, realized I don't actually know that much about John Candy. All the movies you mentioned, I've pretty much never heard of. Mm. Maybe like three of them. But I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I fucking loved John Candy. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Uh, and me I'll too. tell you exactly why. Why? The hit cartoon show. Camp Candy. Oh yeah, Camp oh. Candy. Where are my Camp Candy heads out? Oh, I forgot about. You Camp remember Camp Candy? Oh, fuck yeah! I used to love N Camp N Candy. NBC Saturday morning. It was that and uh, Super Mario Brothers three, like the animated series. Or camp whatever. Candy yeah. was a back cartoon about being at a summer camp. That yeah, what the counselor was John Candy, like an I, animated oh. version of John Candy. I am now fucking pissed at my parents for never introducing me. Yeah. I would have loved this. Yeah, things I loved in as a kid was John Candy and then. Anything to do with summer camp. 
I never went to summer camp, but any movie or TV show about summer camp, I fucking love. Isn't yeah, that me funny? too. This I, was like the era of salute your shorts. Yeah. And that was just a thing. There back was then. even like a Charlie Brown special where they, he was in camp and I yeah. fucking loved it because I just love camp. Yeah. What's up with that? I, I didn't want to like I went to like sixth grade camp and it wasn't like a great experience, but shows about camp or like the movie heavyweights was like, yeah, yeah. they're at camp. Cool. Or even like the beginning of the movie, The Parent Trap. It's like, yeah, they're at camp. I fucking love it. Yeah, why <laughs> was know. why was that so much of our media, and yeah. why why was it so delicious? I don't know. We always wanted more camp and then media. Cell phones came out. Oh. Oh. kids these days they don't even dream about going to camp. No, no they should remake Heavyweights, but they're they're inactive. They're overweight because they're inactive. They're on their phone. Yeah, they've yeah. got too much screen time. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, so that's a brief history of our uh, knowledge of John Candy. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to talk about this John Candy film, Summer Rental. Really what got me, okay, I was going to pick one of those three movies, as I mentioned, that I hadn't seen. I saw it was directed by Carl Reiner, and I was like, well, that's cool. And then mm. the movie was by Alan Silvestri, and I was like, okay, well, that's yeah. three names I know. Let's just go for it. Yeah. So then we we picked this one. Yeah, I think it was a lot easier to get a movie made in the 80s. That's the that's the impression <laughs> I was left yeah. after watching Summer Rental. I was like, I, I just don't think you could make this movie today. I don't think yeah. anybody would pay for this yeah. to be made. I don't think anybody would want to act in this movie. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody would want to go watch a concept like this. Not that this movie necessarily sucks, but just no, yeah, I know this is mean. a concept that would not float in today's yeah. film world. And also, like everything about this movie was so by the book to me, where it's like there was no... The second you first saw that that guy had a trophy, I thought... And like, Oh, John Candy's gonna win that trophy. Like, there's, there's ah, no, there's yeah. no way this doesn't happen. You like, know, yeah. I actually didn't even give the movie that much credit. Oh. <laughs> I, I saw those trophies. And I was like, well, that's the last time we're gonna hear about those in this movie. I thought it was one of those. I, the movie actually ended up being much better than I expected. Okay. To, to be fair, because yeah. I was expecting it to be utter garbage. That, that just, you know, one of those movies where just stuff happens and then yeah. more stuff happens and then they go somewhere else. But it never kind of ties together or yeah. seems to have a point yeah no yeah this movie actually at least tr attempted to tie everything together yeah it actually achieved something kind you know whatever yeah. <laughs> it does it's kind of surprising yeah yeah um so let's get into it we're going to be reviewing it. summer rental top to bottom we're going to be spoiling everything if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor pause this episode right now go watch summer rental it's 87 minutes you got the time it's so short um, come back and join us when you have some context what I, are you gonna I do want to I do want to I, I I don't know where you guys watched it I rented it on Amazon and it was really funny because it was HD but not widescreen it was four by three whoa <laughs> and I looked up reviews for this movie online and literally like half of them that I read were like, yeah, great movie. Amazon's fucked up. They don't have the right version on here. Like, like they uploaded a full screen version. So anyway, I thought it was on uh, HBO max. Mm. And I think it might have been taken down. Oh, yeah. It didn't show up on my, oh, wow. but it's on uh, streaming services for rent and it's not very expensive. So yeah. Go yeah. check it out. Okay. So this movie, uh, first of all, I think it, is it needs to be said this movie came out in 1985 yeah and it's a very 1985 movie mm -hmm. yes um which you know sometimes you kind of like that you know i don't know sometimes yeah. it kind of feels like homey a little bit to me or i just, yeah. I just kind of things back to being a kid honestly to me it's the most enjoyable thing about this movie yeah. mm -hmm. is that it's such a snapshot of 1985 it doesn't strike me as what the 80s were really like right 
This movie smacks of like the ideal 80s, what yeah. they thought the 80s should have been like at the time when they were living it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this movie, it, it, you know, it's about a guy who goes on vacation and he basically experiences the worst case scenario you can have on vacation time and again. Right. Uh, but from a very 80s lens. So that yeah. was interesting. Um, I, I was just going to say those ty- these types of movies, 80s comedies, even when they're like bad or whatever, uh, are they, they're kind of my comfort yeah. food. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, like, they're kind of like Bob Ross ASMR. Yeah, you put them on on a sick day <laughs> and you just pass the time. Yeah, I'm not even going to say they're good or or they're really funny or whatever, but it's yeah, comfort food. This movie opens with your typical 80s family comedy opening scene dad has to get up go to work but his kids are making breakfast and it's i mean it's so typical it it feels like every other movie from the 80s that you've seen it's like the kids are rowdy but charming and the wife is funny and a little (laughs) sexy she's very flirtatious with john candy for you know of all people who wouldn't be yeah yeah that that's another thing um I don't want to break this up. Mm. Is this recording? Because there's no countdown on the thing. And yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got nervous. Okay. Sean, oh, Sean, was, come on. Sean, we are nine <sighs> minutes into our recording. I, I honestly was like, we're going to have to stop and do Summer Rental two times. <laughs> I Sean had this has terrible so, feel. So hey, little faith yeah. in my okay, in back to the technology. You know what, Sorry. everybody? We're um, going to leave that blooper in. Keep you, it in. You just got a little behind the scenes. Of uh, me yeah. be panicking like, oh, fuck, we're not recording this. Of okay, so. Like. Yeah, we're not recording it. Go ahead. It is so, the 80s is such a, I mean, it still happens now, but like the 80s is specific where it's like they would have these comedians be in a movie with the hottest fucking wives always. And it's like, this girl would never be in a John Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually think they broke the mold with that. I did not find this woman very attractive. Uh, And I'm going to say it. You know, I'm going to say it. I was going to say, well, I was going to say the, you know what the peak of that was. Hmm. 1989, the end of the 80s, it peaked with uh, Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that was it the peak. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, she's not like a knockout, but she's Jessica also Rapp- oh, oh, way yeah. out of John Candy's league. Well, what, what struck me in the early parts of this movie, and let's just say, uh, he wakes up, his kids make him breakfast, they make him boiled eggs, but they forget to boil one of them. He takes them and eats them in the car, smashes eggs all over himself. Ah, oh, geez, what a day. That's the vibe of this movie. Yeah. John Candy <laughs> kind of reminds me of like a prototype for Homer Simpson. Honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it led to wow. that for sure. Like, it just, led to that, it, yeah. Sure. Pretty much immediately, I was like, This is just reminding me of Homer Simpson. You got the overweight dad who wants to be a hey, friends with the son. Hey, yeah. kid, I don't know if I got time for breakfast, but you know what? Throw in another egg, hold the bacon, I'll eat it on the road. Derek, if you would make this movie today and just added the Simpsons and animated the whole thing, it would work as a Simpsons yeah. movie. Holy, yeah. you're right. Oh yeah. my god, I, honestly, I think that was the best way to view it. Um, he goes, instead of working at a nuclear power plant, he works as an air traffic controller, which yep. is still like a highly, yeah. um, it's an important job. It's, it's an important job. Stressful probably. But he's also inept at it in yep. the same way that Homer, Homer is. Like be. he directs a plane into airspace and the guy's like, are you kidding me? You're going to cause an accident. There's a plane there. He's like, disregard that. And his boss kind of looks over his shoulder. Um, and then he has this wife, hot wife. It's debatable. But my point is I'm watching the movie at this point. I've always looked at John Candy as a father figure, you know, as an older person. But in this movie, he's kind of young. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked it up and he was only 35. Wow. When he made this movie, which full disclosure is younger than all three of us up here. Combined. (laughs) Combined. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it was just so weird to have that moment of like being older than the main character in this movie, but still feeling like, you know, they're they're Yeah. Like a father figure to you. Yeah. Uh, and then out of curiosity, I looked it up and his wife was 30. Okay. But I felt like she, you know, people in the 80s just aged differently than they do in the oh, 2020s. They also dressed terribly and you know, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> there are certain movies, <laughs> you know, some that we've watched on here, that you see the most haggard character and they're, you know, and they're all kind of shriveled up and whatever. And then, yeah, they'll, there's a scene where, okay, age and they'll be like 31. Yeah, so people aged very different. That's kind of like this movie, (laughs) I felt like. Um, So anyways, John Candy is overworked. He's not very good at his job. We get a taste of his family life, and then it's time for a vacation. They need a vacation. So they go uh, down south to a beach rental. I'm trying to think if if they ever say what beach it is. I know Citrus Cove, Florida, which I don't think exists. Okay, I knew it was in Florida. Uh, because they talk about going to Tampa later. Yeah. Citrus Cove. Yeah. And from this point, I think I've, it was actually filmed at St. Petersburg and St. Pete Beach. Okay. So, in case at, you wanted to know. At, at this point in the movie, it kind of just becomes a like series of s- s- short sketches. Like yeah. What's, yeah. what's everything that can go wrong on a family vacation? Yeah. Um, you know, there are. <laughs> The first start starts off and it's like going great, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this place is amazing. This house is way better than we thought it was going to be. And then whatever. And then, of course, it all goes wrong. Like, yeah. that, as we all ex- expected, I thought it was funny when the family showed up and they were like they were in the wrong house and the family was there. And it was I don't that scene was very awkward and yeah, funny to me. That was a good scene. I agree. Also, when the little girl said she had an accident, I had an accident in our bed. He's like, no, you had an accident in their bed. And then they just left. That was a good gag. That was a funny line. That was a legit good gag. <laughs> yeah. Um, they go out to dinner, uh, to a lobster dinner. Uh, it's the worst dinner you can ever imagine. They have to wait in line for two hours. And, you know, right before they get their table, a local rich guy cuts in front of them and gets serviced. The service that they've been waiting for, he steals their table, and then they're like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're just going to eat these lobsters. And the rich guy orders all the lobsters. Ah, gee. Now we can't even know. know. Lobsters. But John Candy, being a family man, is like, don't worry, kids. I'll go handle this. And he goes over to, like, talk to the guy and, uh, you know, rough him up, intimidate him, get his lobsters, get his table back. And this ends up being, like, the main confrontation throughout the movie. This guy, who we don't really know much about, his name is Mr. Pellet. Yeah. He's a local guy. Presumably wealthy. Rich guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he can sail. He's presumably an asshole. Uh, he's played by, also, he's played by Richard Crenna, who I have always thought was an underrated older actor. What is I Richard like. Crenna in? Rich, uh, Demon Dog Hound of Hell. Okay. Um, what no, is, yeah, no. Very underrated <laughs> yeah, what, actor. Oh, and, uh, and uh, uh, First Blood. He was the, he was the general that uh, from back when uh, Rambo was in the military. Mm, he was the dude. Nice. Well, he was actually a little bit better in Summer Rental. I think. Yeah, yeah. This a, little, a little more of a pained performance. This you was re- the warm up. You felt the pain from Vietnam and, and more in summer rental. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Richard Crenna is a local who hates the tourists that come every summer. And John Candy is the ultimate tourist. And they pretty much instantly, you know, have a feud like, I hate you, tourists, and I'm going to, oh, I'm going to run you out of this town. And John Candy's like, we don't want to eat here anyways. 
and thus begins the, uh, you know, shitty vacation. By the way, we mentioned earlier uh, all the trophies. Those trophies are located in this restaurant. Right. And we see that there is a annual boat race that happens in, what's the name of this beach? Uh, Citrus Cove. In Citrus Cove. They have an annual boat race. And this guy, Richard Crenna, Mr. Pellet, wins every single year. Okay, just put that in the back of your mind. I guess that's an interesting story nugget. Well, this, it's a movie from 1985. This whole yeah. night ties in because after that, they go to that restaurant, right? The pirate ship restaurant. Yeah. And then they end up, you know, being buddies with this guy. So they found their. Yeah. After. Friend, I guess. Right, exactly. After waiting for two hours, they can't get a table. They go to the shittiest restaurant in town, and it's run by an actor, uh, a character played by the actor Rip Torn. Yeah. Who uh, a lot of people out there will remember as the boss in Men in Black, among yeah. other things, because Rip Torn is amazing. Freddie got fingered. You, great the, role. Great Freddy role. Father in Freddie got fingered. What's more famous, uh, the guy from Men in Black or the dad from Freddie got fingered? I've yeah. never seen that one either. Never that's, seen Freddie got that's, fingered. Get ready. Yeah, that's coming up. You're, I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, that's going to be a treat. movie club. <laughs> yeah, I, Sean will yeah, be in great spirits treat. that day. Oh no. We're gonna. We're gonna. Everyone. Just wait for that. Yeah, he, he jerks off a horse. Oh, okay. Well, now, man. Among other things. Among other things. Anyway. Um, <laughs> jerk off? Rip Torn. <laughs> hey, that's another episode. Okay? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Summer yeah, rentals. Let's not Sorry. get ahead of ourselves. Rip Torn's awesome. I love uh, Rip Torn. Anytime he's in a movie, I like. Me too. I just like him as an actor. I agree. I like him. I think he is a hilarious comedic actor who never tries to be funny. Yeah. He's totally. he's all he always talks like this. Ah, you stupid son of a bitch. He's always yeah. just very stern. Just, what's just what's being, the matter with you? Yeah, just being up against other uh, comedic actors, yeah. he makes it he's he's the the like flavoring that makes it all taste better kind the, of. The the beautiful yeah. thing about Rip Torn is he's always that character. Yeah. And you could put <laughs> you could put him in a serious movie being yeah. that character and it's a serious character. Yeah. But yeah. you but you put that character in a comedy movie and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I that I don't know any other actor who could just be the same guy and be so versatile being yeah. one guy. That's a good point. That's a it's really good point. Kind that's of amazing. Do we know is his name really Rip Torn? I think that's a stage name. Yeah, because like Rip and then I don't that's a, that's a weird that's a weird thing. That'd to be me. like call uh Chew, Chew that'd be like a guy named Chew Swallow. Right. Or right? Chew, like or, I don't know. Uh, like Rip Torn. Yeah. Your name is Rip? It's a good I mean, name. It's a, I mean, it's a great stage name. Is it his actual name? Yeah. Same with Carrot Top. I think that guy <laughs> has a different name. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to look into the it. The Top yeah. family. Let me know. <laughs> Rip Torn plays the owner of this awful restaurant. The restaurant is called The Barnacle, and his character is named Scully. And he is literally like a shitty pirate. He has a claw instead of a hand. Yarr, he talks like this, matey. Uh, and he skeeves the family out. Yeah. They go home that night, and as we've already mentioned, they the only thing going well on this vacation is they really love the house, but then they come to realize they're staying in the wrong house, and they get kicked out. Uh, and they actually are staying in a really shitty, run-down house right next to the beach. Yeah, but again, right next to the beach. So that's yeah. pretty nice, actually. Now, I, I want to pause at this point, and you're probably asking, so when does this movie get interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, if you're not on board by this point, yeah. <laughs> it ain't got nothing left yeah. for you. This is basically well, <laughs> this is basically the movie. This is well, the game here. I, I would I, I would like to retract that last comment because mm. there actually is something in this next 
stretch of the movie. In fact, in this very kind of scene where you first see their beach house, um, that I actually think could bring people back in and okay. may hook them if they did. If they weren't enjoying it before, this may do it for you. Yes. My favorite part of this movie was, I don't know why, because it's not the thing I would normally laugh at in a movie. Was it his, but, him spilling the water? No, no. Okay. no. The so when they're in their this beach, this house on the beach, they look, at, they're eating, and it's like, dude, there's like a line of people outside our window. Yeah. Like, what are they lining up? Like, what people is People just keep walking by the window. Yeah, and they're all going to the beach and all that stuff, and, it, and it's like, why, why are there a million people outside our damn window? So he goes out to investigate. Hey, what's everybody lining up for? The guy that he asked, that John Candy asked that to, is this big fat dude who lets out the biggest belch as he points off into the direction that they're lining up. I don't know why. I thought that was the funniest interaction I'd ever. I mean, it's just, hey, what's everybody lining up for? That as a kid caught me off guard and I had a laughing fit. Normally a burp in a movie. It's not that great. But for some reason, the timing and the vo and the volume of the belch. I think it might be. And and feel free to you know you know let's get into if we need to have an argument here, but I think it might be the best cinematic belch. Wow, I'll flag my flag there. Wow, thoughts? Um, well, that belch like that in someone's face literally just happened to me on Tuesday. <laughs> I was at I'm the glad Padres game. Yeah, they had this <laughs> new kind of yeah way they serve you beer. They serve you beer in a gigantic plastic baseball bat. And I was oh, like, that that's sounds good. fucking weird. <laughs> oh. So I went up to a guy. I'm like, how much is that? Because I see every one of these bats. And then it was. <laughs> oh, God. You should get one. I'm like, yo. And he didn't answer the question. And his friend was like mortified. He's like, I'm, they're $23. And I'm sorry about him. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awful. So I just experienced that. And let me tell you, being the John Candy recipient, yeah. I wasn't a fan. I didn't oh, like it. Oh, man. I didn't okay. like it. Yeah, don't pass gas in public. Just want to reiterate to everybody, it's extremely bad etiquette, belching and not farting. Nice. But nice. but you see it behind the screen, IMAX style with John Candy. Yeah, you probably then, watched an IMAX at 4.3. Yeah, yeah, I think that, well, it's just like uh, Justice League. I think that's why they framed it that way, so <laughs> oh, it'd be okay. better in IMAX. But um, yeah, I don't know why that all, that caught me off guard. And as a kid, that was the funniest thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. So to get back to when does this movie get interesting yeah. at about 34 minutes, there's a hilarious belch scene. You yeah. got to hold out for that before you turn the movie off. Yeah. At least get to the belch. You can't judge at this least. film until you experience the belch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're at a shitty house. It's right next to the public beach access. So they got foot traffic right next to their front door. Oh my God. Their daughter goes outside, starts flirting with a lifeguard. Can you believe this? This 15 year old daughter is going to get boned out. <laughs> On this trip, talk about a nightmare. <laughs> Literally, that's a plot point is John Candy is uh, paranoid that his daughter is going to have sex on yeah. this trip, which is pretty funny for an 80s comedy. The thing about the 80s is there's a lot of just bad sex comedy. The, yeah. There's this whole genre of sex comedy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Candy finds that he's not bonding with his children. Everybody's kind of depressed. They're having a bad time. He feels inadequate. Uh, he decides he's going to take his son sailing. I'm really good at sailing, he you know says, but he can't find a boat to rent because there's this gosh darn boat race happening, and all yeah. the boats have been rented out. The only boat available is a little place called the Barnacle, run by a pirate named Scully. 
<laughs> Sir, I got a boat for you. So John Candy rents a boat from Riptorn and takes his son sailing. And it's a, he's bonding with his son. But then they, oh, let's go up by that boat. He accidentally crashes into a really nice boat. It's run by uh, who? Richard Crenna. Oh, oh no, no. Son of a bitch. And he, he pokes a hole in this guy's boat and they argue. And John Candy also breaks his leg. Or injures his uh, knee. He, yeah, injures, yeah, he injures hurt. his knee, yeah. but basically has to put a cast on and is out of commission for a few days. This is all a lead up to 80s sex, the genre of 80s sex comedy. Because while he is like out of commission for a few days, his wife meets another guy in town. And I feel like there's a subplot from this movie that was deleted. Yeah, hmm. kind of feels that way, huh? <laughs> it, it seems like there was this whole like, your wife might start cheating on you subplot that they kind of kick off yeah. but then quickly just sweep under the rug and never come back to yeah they have one scene with a famous actor i can't remember his name off the top of my head oh, but he was in man. a bunch of like sitcoms in the late 80s early yeah. 90s uh, yeah it's yeah. john something I'm john larroquette yeah it's john larroquette oh Thank that you. was john, john moore yes oh. it's john larroquette a famous actor who plays this single dad yeah while john candy can't go out because his leg is hurt he starts like pay the wife forgot her purse and John Larroquette like buys stuff for the kids yeah. and it's like yeah why don't you yeah. come on my boat and you know we don't see him invite the wife on the boat but in the next scene she's like oh honey like we all are gonna go hang out with this guy can you come he's like no nah, you have fun without <laughs> yeah. me and she's like okay I'll be I'll be back soon and they go off and you don't see her for the full day and then the next day it happens again and I'm starting to think like is there a subplot here? Yeah. But then after those two instances, they never come back to it for the rest of the movies. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. How so funny. I, <laughs> even that, I forgot. That felt like a rewrite to me. Yeah. But definitely. So the wife is out of the house and John Candy is in a cast. Get time for some good old sex comedy. Here we go. I'm ready. Buckled up. Some hot babe out of nowhere in a bikini just oh. comes over and starts flirting with John Candy. Oh, hi. Oh, you're my neighbor. I've been meeting. I've been waiting to meet you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to come over to my house for some lemonade? <laughs> this is like the biggest porn fantasy. <laughs> this yeah. literally makes no sense. And John Candy in a cast is like, oh, I don't know if I can. Oh, come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to come over. Okay. So he goes <laughs> over and they're hanging out. And then she's like, they're talking about bullshit. And after like 30 seconds, she's like, you like my boobs? And he's, she's like, you look like a guy with good eyesight. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it, I got good eyesight. She's like, tell me what you think of these. And she takes her top off. Yeah. We don't see the boobs. Just to let you know. This is a family-friendly movie. It's a family movie. show, guys. Yeah, we mar we're going to mark this down a point. And then her husband walks in, and John Candy's like, oh, God, no, sorry. Oh, no, no. And the husband's like, ah, she keeps showing those things to everybody. Will you go ahead and squeeze them and, and tell her they feel nice? <laughs> John Candy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Then the scene ends. It's uh, like a, it's like a whole cuckold situation. You yeah, know? and you know what? It was awkward. It was weird, but ultimately, it was kind of innocent because John Candy didn't really want to be participating. This yeah. he was an unwilling yeah. participant in the whole scene. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if I go as far to say it's funny. No, it's definitely yeah. not funny. But it was. Yeah. It's something. It's something, and I can't because I didn't. Hate this scene. No. I didn't laugh at the scene. I don't know what I thought about it, honestly. But, but as, like, okay. as the movie went on, that woman had a charactered thing where she was always just getting people to like feel her boobs or look at her boobs. Right. And at I, one point, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Later in the movie, she's alone with Scully and she's like, oh, you're a sailor. That means you have to have good eyesight, right? And he's like, 
Yes. <laughs> it, it's just implied, yeah. like, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. So they did kind of turn it into a running and gag. I think that's what I feel about it. Because that, when it first happened, I was like, that was weird. As it kept happening, you kind of felt with, like, with the husband, like, not even caring anymore. It wasn't yeah. shocking. It was just like, do you just feel him and just be done with it? Like, <laughs> you kind yeah. of felt like maybe that's what I, the, his reaction was the funny part to me. Yeah. Maybe. I feel. Go ahead. Marco. Oh, I was just going to say this scene, this scene it represents to me the ultimate in when you were a kid and you would watch a movie with your family and then there would there'd be a super awkward part. <laughs> yeah, th th that's a specific memory I have from this, with this like, movie. I think we played this at some family event, you know, and everyone and all the kids were dying laughing. It got to this part and it was just like mm. crickets like my whole my, I had like extended family in the room. I was like, eh, just, it's uh, just weird. Go 80s, play in the other room. 80s sex comedy <laughs> fodder. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s and shitty movies to this day just kind of go for weird, awkward sexual situations. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of laugh because it's so uncomfortable, uncomfortable, yeah. but not because it's like outright funny. <laughs> yeah. This he, is not even the worst offender of that kind of humor, yeah. but it did, no. it did just kind of feel uncomfortable and awkward when yeah. it was happening. You know what I, the gag in this movie that I did think they committed to was he got sunburned in like the first scene and he was pretty much read the entire yeah, movie. He, that's a good point. And yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah. That like he just looked like shit the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's on vacation. He's, he got sunburned. He busted his knee. He can't go out. His kids aren't having fun. His daughter might get porked by a lifeguard. <laughs> his wife might get porked by a single by dad. By, by a sitcom star. Yeah. And, uh, and the final straw basically uh he gets a phone call they're in a shitty house and they haven't been able to like like get a hold of the landlord there's problems and we're skipping like other things that have gone wrong sure, yeah but yeah. these are just like, the things that have gone wrong are just little john candy comedy bits that yeah. don't really pertain to the plot at yeah. all this there's, happened there's a subplot about how his house gets taken over by beach squatters right uh <laughs> whatever like all kinds of crazy shit happens to him but he gets a phone call. They haven't been able to contact their landlord. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll be right over. He tells his wife, "My la the landlord's out of the hospital. I'm going to go take care of our bill. But he ends up going to a funeral where Mr. Pellet, Richard Crenna, is there next to the ca casket. And he's like, there's your landlord. Actually, I'm your landlord. He just bought the property oh, off of the guy who just died. Shit. And now he hates John Candy. He's going to evict him two weeks early. Oh, oh, vacation is ruined. Uh, John Candy has to go back and tell his kids like we have to go home and they're bummed out, even though this vacation is sucked top to bottom. <laughs> they, yeah, but they just met John Larroquette and he's cool. Yeah, there's I guess they're starting to have fun, but we don't see them having any fun. <laughs> yeah. And John Candy also, in addition to feeling random titties while his wife is away, <laughs> has decided that he wants to become a better sailor. And he's been like going out and sailing with Scully while his yeah. wife is hanging out with John Larroquette. And Larrakette. this to me was the weirdest part of the whole movie was like he was secretly going off to sail and just ignoring his family for what reason? <laughs> yeah. Like it was weird. I think that what this movie was going for is... This movie is about a guy having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Mm. And he, while he's sailing with Scully, he tells him, like, I always wanted to be a pilot, but I was never good enough. And I ended up as a flight control in the in the flight control tower. Yeah. And he brought his family here to bond with them. But his wife kind of doesn't 
honestly, him and his wife kind of talk shit to each other throughout the movie. Yeah. You know, they kind of have this banter, even though they flirt. They're very like argument, not mean, but like testy with each other. His kids kind of don't want to bond with him. Yeah. So I feel like this scene of him going sailing is like a little bit of a midlife crisis, you know, like my yeah. life sucks and I don't know how I got here and fuck, I'm just going to practice sailing because everything sucks right now. Sean, uh, if I can translate this to you in a way you might yeah, receive it please, better. Please, please. This, this is the Mr. Banks walks home at the end of Mary Poppins oh, kind of moment okay. where it's the weight He's of the weight everything. of where, exactly. where his life is. And maybe he has to, you know, process this. And and Scully ripped horn is this old sea withered pirate guy. Salty, you know, literally is saying stuff like, yar, you can't control the sea. She's a woman. Yeah, I got to dance with her. You can't take control. You got to be led around. And basically, you know, go with the flow. Just right. accept things for the way they are and go with it. While he's sailing with Scully and contemplating how he can uh, rescue this vacation that's now ruined, he realizes that Mr. Pellet has won the boat race every year for the past decade. And he tells it, he, he decides, I'm going to issue a challenge to Mr. Pellet. I'm going to challenge him to this race. He says, I'm going to beat you in this race. And if I do, you, you get to let me finish my vacation free of charge for two weeks. If I lose, you keep my rent money and we'll leave. By the way, I feel like this is classic 80s, yes. low stakes uh, yeah. climax. Yes. In the 80s, these movies always culminated with, well, you know what? It's going to come down to a race. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who's going to win the race? Yeah. That is, I mean, I can think of a million you're right that is all they would do in the 80s was it came down to a race it's always, yeah. always like, a race it's always low stakes like well you know what everybody's gonna know that i'm actually better than you yeah well you're gonna bulldoze the ski lodge not if i beat you in a skiing right. race in a yes, race that, that's yeah. A, yes yeah 100 percent uh nowadays it would be like some life and death situation <laughs> or yeah. something i don't yeah, know yeah now it would have to be the world is going to end if unless they you know if he doesn't sail good, they're going to like drop a nuke or something. Honestly, this is an 80s bad movie. If this was a 2020s bad movie, it yeah. would be like Dr. Robotnik has stolen all the nukes and, and you got to yeah. go into his yeah. base and like infiltrate it, it, even though you're just John Candy. I think about that all the time. I think there was a, an interview or something. I think like Damon Lindelof talked about that where he's like specifically about the 80s. He's like, you could get away with a lot lower stakes with all kinds of stuff because you even think about like huge franchise back to the future that that franchise has not existed outside of the 80s pretty much i mean one yeah. of them was in yeah. 90 but it never hits like oh my god the world's gonna explode you know it's like well your family's I, gonna get fucked i up. would disagree because yeah. it, marty is vanishing from the photos mm -hmm. at the end and it's like oh my mom's falling in love with me and i'm making it so i'm never gonna be born like yeah, if i don't yeah. fix this i'm gonna wipe myself out of also reality. when you see too the world is fucked i mean it, mm. it's this hill valley but you're assuming the rest of the world is also pretty fucked but i i also think that might be why back to the future is still enduring to this day mm. because it actually has stakes that are higher yeah but they're personal stakes it, they I, they don't they don't spend a lot of time on the the world might be destroyed thing you know what i right. mean the space time continuum comparatively to what they would if they did it now if they did it now it would be on top of all that the you know yeah yeah you, they would focus more on the universe exploding or something mm. but anyway all right but there's a lot of movies like yeah that. so <clears throat> john candy won the race thanks for watching everybody <laughs> uh this is movie club next week <laughs> no but i mean literally yeah. the there's another 35 minutes to this yeah. movie and i'm <laughs> yeah. this is where i mentally was like yo
Yeah. Win the race already. And that's the thing, too, because this movie is 87 minutes. So 50 minutes, it got to the, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to do a race. race. And then the last 30 minutes was getting ready. The montage, which you have to have for the 80s, of like, Cleaning off the barnacles of the of the barnacle ship. How yeah. apropos. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, we're going to clean the deck. Like, that's going to do anything. And they do it as a family. Yes, the, whole the whole family gets involved. And I, I don't know what it is, but what, when they I see them, like, painting, repainting it, it's yeah. like, this isn't going to help you win the race. That paint's going to do jack <laughs> yeah. shit for you. Yeah. You got to make your boat faster. That yeah. does nothing. To be real, like... I, I, I did him dirty by just saying he wins the race. The end. Because the second half I of the movie... They do their damnedest to make it feel like they can't win this race. Even oh, <laughs> they, the boat sucks, and we don't even have a sail. We don't have for a sail. Rip Torn's got to go all over and find a sail. Yeah, and uh, oh, the, does the family even want to do this? And it started making me think, like, you know what? I bet this movie's going to end where they don't win the race. Mm-hmm. But in attempting to win the race, they bonded as a family. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you know what, kids? Maybe we didn't win the race, but at least we got each other. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like because it was going on so long, I was like, they're they're setting you up for this. Yeah. Um, but no, they win the race. <laughs> <laughs> they end up doing the race, and even in the course of doing the race, they're in last place the whole time. Uh, but then I don't even know. It's so. This is actually they did it. They did it kind of well. They're losing the race, and right. then he sees a plane fly over. And this is not clear to me, but because of his pilot experience, right? And because he works at a flight control tower, he saw the plane kind of lose control for a minute in the air, and he goes, "Oh, there's a," and he names it a, like yeah. a special gust of wind over where that plane uh, is. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I see that shit every day at the airport. Like, let's go over there, and they catch this like tailwind breeze that starts pushing them to the front and all the other sailors, because they're sailors and not pilots. Apparently they're like, where is he getting that wind from? How's he catching up? And they're in second place now. And one of the pirates is like, Oh, if we just had a bigger sail, we'd win. If we just had two more yards of sail, we'd win. And John Candy, it to me was kind of cute because they don't really play up the fact that John Candy is a bigger guy. Right. Throughout this movie. They, they don't, saved it. They don't make fat <laughs> jokes. They uh, Here yeah. and there, it's like, hey, I want to see you in a bathing suit. His wife says, he's like, well, maybe, I don't know. I, I need to lose like three or four more pounds before I feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's let, the closest they kind of get. They yeah. let you know that he's kind of self-conscious about being a bigger guy. But then at the end of the movie, he takes his pants off and and hoists them up <laughs> yeah. on the sail. And that is the final two yards of sail that they need. That's what catches enough wind to push them into the lead. And people are like, I've never seen that. Is that even legal? I don't know, but I like it. It's that's the kind of spirit to it. Yeah. Um, and then this movie, I think, holds the Guinness World Record okay. for hardest stop yeah. on a movie. It's yeah. literally like that's just enough wind wind in your sails to pull into first place. And the ship like goes into first place and wipes the screen to black roll credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't see them get off the boat. That was we weird. don't see them accept a trophy or shake hands with Richard Crenna. Richard Crenna is never like, ah, I guess I have to respect you, Taurus, after all. Or like, ah, you actually are good. To-. Nope. It's like, we're pulling into first. Good night. 
Yeah. Summer rental. Like that's, that's that's hard. The end. You're done. It's so weird because uh, this week while I was just working on stuff, I put on. Did you guys ever see that? Mo- not to pivot to another movie for too long, but did you guys ever see that movie Brewster's Millions? Do you remember no. that? I know that Richard Pryor. I've never seen. He it. has to like spend as much money as possible. Spend thirty million bucks in like a few days so that he can get three hundred million right, from a, from right. an inheritance. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing that up is same thing. That was an '80s movie too, and then they he. It, okay. Oh, and you did. You got. Oh, you spent all the money. I spent all the money. Yeah. Do, 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 do. It was like you didn't even. Man, give me a minute to see like what what he's doing now or it's it what is happened. Or, <laughs> like, I guess you don't really need the scene. You can assume all those things happened that yeah. you just mentioned. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I guess so. But but they would have been good moments. If you want to, you know what? It's eighty-seven minutes. I'll give you an extra three. Yeah. If you, just yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? Scrape up a couple of minutes. <laughs> I, I felt like, hey, you know, I was already this movie was already dragging, and I right. appreciate the fast out. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I just gave you like ninety minutes. Yeah, just, 30, thirty of which was boat. Yeah, boat just just fiddling. fucking just wrap up the wrap sh- up. shit you started. At least I mean, you had this villainous character, and then it's like I'm gonna kick your ass on the race, and we need that like extra yeah. moment of like gloating or celebration or just acknowledgement. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's if, just a key thing that was missing. If it was just the family getting handed the trophy, all of um uh uh, uh what's his face. What's the guy's the character name that we didn't like? Mr. Pellet. Mr. Pellet. Everyone who's around Mr. Pellet leaves him, and he's by himself, sad, while they go to celebrate the family. Then you end it. Yeah, That's just a, just a little more. Candy. Yeah, little we nugget. did this together, guys. Literally, I'm gonna make it so easy. Call Reiner. You're gonna feel dumb that you didn't write this scene in. <laughs> Final scene in that restaurant. John Candy oh. and his family are eating lobster, and we go to the trophy case, and it's Mr. Pellet, Mr. Pellet, Mr. Pellet. John Candy and his family. Yeah. The current reigning champion. Jack Chester. Jack Chester. And you end <laughs> on the family portrait of them with the trophy. Like Derek. That's that, fucking good. That. That's the that's fucking good, ending. Derek. Like, Carl. wow. Carl. That's it. Let's go back 36 wow. years and redo this ending. You're right. That's all you needed. Yeah. So they just stopped short of maybe that is what this movie was lacking. Ultimately. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to say it still wasn't a great movie, but I think that that ending would have made it just a little bit better. It would have pumped up a little bit. Yeah. I agree. Uh, So that's Summer Rental top to bottom. Yeah. You know, the movie, I think it made money. Like, I think the $24 in the box office, and I think it cost, you know, like... Eight or something. Eight hundred bucks. So, like, I don't know, like... It was a hit. I think this kind of launched John Candy's movie career a little bit. So I think it was like a moderate hit for John Candy. It's a low budget comedy that did just well enough to yeah. elevate John Candy into bigger films with bigger stars because he's really the only star. Really, John Larroquette. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but as he went on, he worked with you know Steve Martin and then um, you know all the famous movies he made. Yeah, those guys yeah. together. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, let's rate it. Do I regret that I picked this movie? I don't think so. It wasn't good. I didn't. <laughs> I kind of felt bad in the while I was watching. Like, oh, I'm making them watch this movie. Oops. Like, I, no, no. you know, but, but, but to me, it was never like offensively bad. It was just no. kind of like, uh, I guess I'll give it. I, I want to say two. I feel like that's too high. Maybe like one and a half. Okay, <laughs> but but I do feel a sense of like hominess watching it. Like yeah. it's kind of yeah. like a. Here's my opinion on yeah. what you're describing. <clears throat> Sometimes you know, if you watch a movie that is 
made this year and it's this bad. It's like just hard to get through. But this movie feels like when it was made, it was probably better received and it mm-hmm. has just aged poorly over time. Maybe. And I think there's a difference between a bad movie that's bad when it's made and then a bad movie that has become bad because tastes and style has changed. Yeah. yeah. This is more of just an outdated movie. To me, this is like the absolute perfect airplane movie. Like I'm on an airplane. Yeah, yeah, I'm stuck yeah. here. I'm going to put this shitty movie on and just yeah. kind of just forget them on an airplane for a little yeah. bit. Not, yeah. not to divert too much. I'm trying to think of other movies that are, yeah, are like what you're saying, Derek, where it's like, it's more it's more time that changed rather than the movie. I'm trying to think of other I mean I don't want to, you know, sit here forever thinking about it, but I know there's a few that I've seen that way. I think it happens a lot with comedy movies. Yeah. And if you watch a comedy movie from like the 70s or 80s and you've ever just felt like, yeah. man, everybody's always told me this is good, but I do not get it. Like yeah. this movie sucks. Yeah. I feel like it's a victim of that kind of scenario. Yeah, I encounter that with 80s comedies and also, honestly, a lot of early 2000s movies, even ones that aren't comedy. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, like, oh, this is a serious movie and it was fucking cool. And you watch it now and it's kind of cringy a little bit. It's like, you know what I mean? Just that the, the way it, it's acted or the way it's portrayed, you know, everything's portrayed is like very early 2000s. I feel like I run. Yeah, into yeah you know what? I uh, recently this is not a movie club movie, but I recently watched Memento. And Mm, I've always loved that movie, but for whatever reason, I loved it less this time. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, you know, this was cool when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. But all these years later, it's not as cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, No, I think I kind I feel that way about that one. And uh, still, still, I still like this movie. I felt that way the last time I watched Gladiator. It kind of felt. Yeah early 2000 you know what i mean it well, felt like that still liked like, it still enjoyed it i feel like but braveheart i know is 90s but that's like the yeah. it, late 90s and it has the same vibe as gladiator to me where it's like oh this doesn't work as well as it used to yeah. maybe yeah yeah so i will agree with sean i want to give this two stars maybe that or two shakers yeah excuse me maybe that's too high but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with two okay i honestly got some sort of fascination Mm. Just seeing the 80s and seeing the beginning of John Candy's career. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's worse movies out there, I yeah. think, yeah. Than, than Summer Rental. And there's a lot movie, a lot of movies that are way better. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the ones that you mentioned, Sean, the other, on the rest of the list of John Candy movies, I would say are probably all better mm-hmm. than this. Uh, but I always looked favorably on this movie from when I saw it when I was way younger. Um, hadn't seen it in a long time, but um, so I always had a good opinion of it. Watching it now, up until um, I would say through the scene where the woman look at my boobs, that part. Yeah, I watching it this time, I kind of felt like, man, they want to be National Lampoon's. Vacation. That's what I thought too. This so is bad. National Lampoon. The they way. just want to be that. But the last kind of arc with them trying to get the boat, you know, and you know, whatever the whole competition and. I felt like there was like, okay, there's something here that is maybe a, a, you know, there's actually, they're going for something poignant where I don't feel like Vacation wanted to do that. You know, I, I did <laughs> look up when did Vacation come out yeah. in comparison to this movie because I was still like, this is the same yeah. idea here. Yeah. Which one came out first? Uh, vacation. By how much? By I how think long? it was like a year. I thought. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought mean, it was I'm, even earlier. I'm going to double that, check but I might on be, that. I might be wrong. But yeah, it definitely came out first. But uh, 
I was just gonna say yeah. So so it it once you got to that point, it kind of differentiated. So that was cool. But then to bring it back, yeah, you, you know, you're. I feel like I was. It was half an hour for him to just win the damn race at the end. It was eighty three, so two years. Oh, okay. Two years. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that I, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that definitely makes this sense. This vacation comes out in eighty three and eighty four. They're like, we're gonna make our own vacation. Yeah. They film it, and then summer rental comes out in eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, it had its moments. Um. I'll, I'll probably say a two as well. I, I think uh, I, f- I actually feel you were g- not sure if that was too high or whatever. I feel confident in the two because sure. I got some laughs out of it. The greatest cinematic belch maybe mm. ever, maybe. Um, and uh, all the other stuff. I thought it was, you know, still kind of a funny movie. Might not be for everybody, but two, yeah, two sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to I, I do want to offer an apology, though, because I feel like I do owe that to our viewers. Um Earlier, I said Richard Crenna was in Demon Dog, Hound of Hell. I am so sorry. It is Devil Dog, Hound of Hell. And I, Idiot. I just want to not, I don't want to set people in the wrong path. I knew that, but I want to embarrass you on this. I, so. I understand and I appreciate that, <laughs> but I just, you know, it, I needed to come forth. Sure. With that, so. All right. Well. I feel better now. That was Summer Rental. Next, I believe, is Derek's pick. And we're going to be doing the classic film, Devil Dog Hound oh. from Hell. Whoa. Just kidding. Oh. Oh. No, what? we're not going to do that. We're going to let Rocco officially I, make that pick. Oh, yeah. I already uh, watched it last night. I was ready to. All right. You know, vacation. Yeah. We need to wash the taste out. I'm going to do a better vacation. Mm. A movie about a better vacation. Okay. We're going to do Full Metal Jacket. They, they go to the jungles. <laughs> they full tour of Asia. Uh, I haven't oh. seen the movie, but I, I hear that there's traveling in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I also heard it's funny. I heard the main character's name is Joker, and he's always cracking oh. all these jokes. Oh, I didn't know this was a Joker movie. I'm oh, why did it, this is part of the DC universe? It's probably going to be fun. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. We're gonna be doing uh, Stanley Kubrick's 1987 Vietnam film Full Metal Jacket. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Come back and see our review of it next time on Movie Club.